Just after 11 o'clock, it's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Happy Valentine's Day out there to those of you participating. I think the people here at Stingray are feeling it. A lot of, a lot of red and pink in the office when it comes to the wardrobe. Brandon, you in with your typical black. I'm wearing dark green. Maybe we're not quite as into it as everyone else, but uh, hope everyone's having a great start to their day so far. I hope so, too. Uh, we had a great Valentine's Day discussion, everything from uh, what Mark Spector's up to with his lovely wife uh, tonight, going for a little skate. Uh, Kevin Karras leaving a little card on the counter for Laura Baker, Schlemmer. We saw him in the mall yesterday doing his Valentine's Day <laughs> Is that what Day he stuff. was doing? That's what he was doing here <laughs> yesterday. So, um, yeah, I hope everybody's had a great start to their their special day of love, and hopefully it only gets better as the day and then evening progresses are you gonna go out and do anything tonight like a singles like a, like a ba- bachelor thing speed dating or something you want to hear something really funny connor so yeah. i bring this up i do last how many weekends ago did i go to the back-to-back golden bears games can't remember two Fr- weeks friday ago. night with kevin and speck saturday night with my, my good buddy the big cebolla and uh my other friend raiden we go out for a beer afterwards at what is now known as off campus formerly duke's donair across from lister residency uh right on the u of a campus there and I don't know how it came up. All three of us that were sitting there, single guys, you know, into our late 20s, early 30s in Raiden's case, we're kind of thinking like, man, what are we doing? And meanwhile, we're sitting in this uh, like college bar. There's girls around that were like, we're not talking to these 18-year-old girls. We, we signed up, and I say we, the big Saboya Denton signed us up for a speed dating night at, <laughs> I want to say maybe the rec room or something. It's coming up like in March. You got to go. I'm really hoping that he forgets about it. He's got, like, got the tickets emailed and everything or whatever, like the, the code you scan. I don't know. I'm hoping he forgets or is busy, and so then we can get out of this because I don't know if you could dream up a bigger nightmare scenario for me than going to some speed dating event at the rec room. Did you guys have to pay for this? Oh, yeah. How much? I didn't pay for it. Like 20 bucks? I don't, I actually don't know. Uh, Denton was uh, ringing it through probably on the farm credit card right off. <laughs> how would Gotta you find a wife? <laughs> how would you rate your game? Like talking to, to women and I'm not talking a few drinks. You're at the bar, but like, could you in an appropriate setting, do you think you'd go approach a woman and, and pull a number or anything like that? Well, I have. Okay. Uh, I've, I like, I don't know if it's just a lack of ambition anymore, as this is now a fantasy dating hour with Connor and uh, Connor and Brandon. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I just kind of lo- have lost my desire to like because I don't go out to the bar anymore. Like I'm not out at the 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 ranch on a Wednesday night or at Knoxville's or Oil City. Good. So it's yeah, exactly good. Although we were at OTR last uh, last Friday. Good time. Very good time. Shout out to Dr. Wang and OTR. That it was my first time, and it was a tremendous experience. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think I've got okay game. But my issue is more, I shouldn't say it's an issue, but I don't find, consider myself a particularly good-looking person, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I have a lot of other positive attributes. None of them are physical, so so that, that puts me in a hole right up the hop, but I don't know. I think I have okay game. You obviously have game. You have a wife. Well, yeah, it took a long time. It took a long time. I had to break her down and finally convince her to say yes. Uh, any tips for Brando when it comes to uh, picking up a... 
a nice young lady. Tell me where to go on the the afternoon evening of February fourteenth. Yeah. Where am I going to uh, find myself a young lady? One eight three just a lady. Four zero one fourteen forty. Text in your your dating advice to Brandon. Uh, my laptop's not working, so I won't see it. But Brandon will, and he'll he'll decide what he wants to share on air. I keep those texts just flying in. If if you hear me say we go to the text line, then I'm just making it up because my computer is a literal black screen. I've punched it a hundred times; it hasn't done anything, and uh, hopefully it'll turn on at some point in the next 53 minutes as we're talking a little fantasy sports. Before we'll hand things over to Alan Mitchell. And Declan Kruger for the lowdown with low tide. Of course, the Edmonton Oilers last night, uh, not too shabby for the oil. And uh, maybe not the the greatest start to the game. Heck, maybe not even the best second period. Uh, or the times the defensive lapses just looked really bad. <laughs> There's a few, a few pinches that I think that might pop up on film whenever the Oilers get around to it. But in the final, or the fourth, final, third frame, there we go, the third frame, the Edmonton Oilers uh, looking quite good. Connor McDavid leading the way, four assists. He got to 600 on his career. His assist on the Evander Kangle might be one of the nicest plays I ever seen. A little spinorama go down, put it right to Evander Kane for the tap-in. Uh, he's up to 56 assists on the season. The Edmonton Oilers victorious on the night. Uh, if you had McDavid in fantasy... As I assume you probably would. Six assists, two shots, one hit, a takeaway. Uh, Nugent Hopkins threw three hits out there. He had two goals and an assist. Nugent was getting some flack on the program the last little while here. Uh, You know, goaltending wasn't, or goal scoring wasn't maybe something he was doing too much as of late, but two goals last night. He also had Holloway, Hyman, Evander Kane, and then Dryside with the goal and the assist. On the back end, Evan Bouchard, a goal and two helpers. I think a lot of you guys probably had him out there. He had five shots on the night for those keeping track. And then Darnell Nurse, two assists as well. Brandon, I'm sure you guys have talked about it quite a bit when you weren't talking about, you know, the romance, the Valentine's Day type stuff out there. But for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, they scored last night and they scored a lot. It was, I, I said this first thing to Kevin. I thought we were going to be having a very different conversation this morning uh, based on that second period. They, they come back. And I, you know, I'm going to right hand up. I, I said this to you after the show yesterday, Connor. I, I did not think the Oilers were going to win last night going in. I had, I put a small wager because I didn't want to feel too stupid when Connor McDavid does what we know he can do. Yep. I put a small wager on the Detroit Red Wings to win that game last night. Um, the goaltending change right off the hop uh, threw me for a loop, and it kind of looked like it was going to be all Oilers. Do not be mistaken. Like, the game's 8-4. Stuart Skinner was probably the Oilers' second-best player in this game uh, and start to finish maybe the best because even Connor McDavid was not, you know, great. He was the one kind of lost in coverage on that Patrick Kane goal, um, as, as special players can do. Pointed out on the broadcast, that's what makes them special is losing themselves in coverage when a guy's with you for one second, you turn around, and all of a sudden he's six feet behind you in open space. So um, McDavid especially, you talked about the spinorama one. I actually thought his two secondary assists were a little more special and speak to his evolution as a player that he can do the highlight stuff, but also stripping pucks off yeah, of good really point. good defenseman, uh, Mo Sider in the corner, finding open men and you know rebounds, a second, a second pass, whatever the case to make the goal happen. It was a high-scoring affair in a dreamland for fantasy players. Um, JT Confer, a couple points. Patrick Kane on the board. Alex Dabrinkit, uh, a good night and a noticeable player out there for the Red Wings. The only player uh, that I guess wouldn't have been happy if he were either a Vili Husso 
owner or maybe better in the case of Connor Halley or Alex Lyon because his stat line at the end of it did not look uh, did not look pretty at all. So um, there, there a lot of games last night, tons of stuff around, but a lot of it was focused right there in Edmonton with uh, right here in Edmonton, I should say, with Connor six points. And we touched on it yesterday. Evan Bouchard back with his uh, familiarity on that second pairing. Matthias Ekholm, another big night for him. No power plays for the Oilers. Yeah, and that was crazy. You know, you, you kind of expect, especially in a game in which they score four goals, like, okay, probably at least one or two power plays. Uh, Hyman in front of the net probably tapped one in. Not quite the case in this one. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe the ref's uh, sick of those power play merchants saying, prove it to us at even strength. The Oilers last night certainly doing so. And I, I just wonder if there was that moment that, like for Connor McDavid, like, all right, time to take this game over. And you brought up a really good point. Uh, even when, you know, during that stretch where he wasn't putting up McDavid-type points, those are the types of things he was doing, winning puck battles, getting possession, and uh, last night it turned into points. I see some smiles on your face. Do we have some texts coming in here at all for uh, your Valentine's Day advice? We got a pretty good uh, onslaught of them. Uh, my my defense partner, Lundy, putting up five points for the tropics tonight. We'll have the ladies <laughs> swooning. You should invite a bunch of uh, I, people just out tonight. Every woman I know that lives in the capital region be like, Jerome McGinn Arena tonight, 10 p.m., be there. We, we're looking like a pretty light lineup tonight. I don't think it's going to... Well, I mean, we've won with uh, with only like nine or ten players before. What would Connor McDavid do? Well, that's what I said I have to think about. I just have to instill Connor McDavid's mindset into myself. Um, L. Nate, um, I met Brando. He's selling himself short. He's a handsome fella. Not in the L. Nate realm of blue eyes and jawline, but handsome <laughs> nonetheless. So great plug there. Uh, Pillman <laughs> dropping in. I didn't meet my wife until I was 28, and I had no game. She was not interested until the third date. Hey, Pillman, you got to three dates despite having no game. You got to, you must have some game. Selling himself short then. And you are also selling yourself, uh, yourself short, Pillman. Here's what I will say. I think it's different now because it's uh, so much of it is online. Like you can do the, the online dating apps and stuff, which is not where I'm not an online person. I obviously am online a lot, but I don't like the texting, the messaging. I'd rather like if I can get face to face, sit down over a cup of coffee, cold pint, Maybe it is Friday night at the bar and you go up and cold open some some lady. Then I think I'm okay, but it's getting there where I'm just, I because I have no interest in the online thing whatsoever. What would be your line walking up to someone at the bar? <laughs> Come here often? Yeah. <laughs> they let you in here? <laughs> <laughs> That's a girl like you doing a place like a place this. place like this. That's a great one. Um, <laughs> I think a really, it's a, if like, here's the thing. You see this in movies, sitcoms all the time how often is a woman by themselves at a bar in today's day and age probably I'll, not too often i'll tell you the answer is never <laughs> so maybe an airport you got to go in to a group of a table at least a pair at best and i mean hey maybe it helps if you've got yourself a uh, a buddy a wingman if they're also looking for love maybe they're taken and just there to help do you a favor there's lots of uh, lots of ways to do it, but yeah, I don't I don't have a line. What's the, oh um, are you from Tennessee? You're the only ten I see. That's a great one. But also could be insulting if they are sitting with someone else right beside them, insinuating that their friend or uh, peer is not a ten. Yeah, an insult. Are you both from Tennessee? You <laughs> could say that. You gals from Tennessee, you're the only tens I see. Are you from tens I see? My buddy was his uh, old online dating line was something about like are you 
Gillette because you're the best a man can get or something like that. That's pretty good. I don't know if it worked or not, but here's the thing. Do women like that? Like corny lines like that in person? Like it's, I think that's another thing. If you send like a corny line, it's kind of like a joke over text. That's one thing. But if you're actually cold opening with that, if face to face, I, I know a lot of women. None of them have any interest in me. I don't think any of the ones that I know would uh, would take too kindly to that. They'd like brush you off and be like, "Look at this loser." I feel like you got to follow up quickly with something better. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah nice laugh to, and be you know, like, "Hey, my name's Brandon." Yeah, and then the conversation <laughs> evolves from there. But if you get him laughing off the start, hey, that that could work out. How about, how about this one for Ant Man? Brandon should open with, "I work for the best sports radio station in Alberta." If I was a lovely lady, that would intrigue me. Yeah, you want a hat? <laughs> Can I offer you a Sports fourteen forty hat? In exchange for also buying you a drink. And a drink. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good deal. I feel like 100% of our listeners would take that from you. A hat and a drink, that's win-win. And all I need is a few minutes of your time. Can I spin you a yarn? Exactly. I'm a better listener than I am a, a talker when it comes to the ladies. Well, it's easier to listen. For some people. Someone once said you have two ears and one mouth, so you should listen twice as much as you talk. So wise. that I can only think of one person with that much wisdom. The Tupac? Jason Strudwick. <laughs> you know what? It would, that would, it would be a... It's it's good motto. You should listen a lot. Do you have any more coming in here? Uh, oh, there's lots. Well, I'm well, desperate well, without this. Without well, my text machine, I got nothing. Uh, but on that note, actually, it's, I, I don't mean to out Lance here, but now's the time to say thing behind behind Connor's back. Connor Halley boils water in the microwave. Hmm. What's, never, the, never what's, the, what's the time you're putting on there to boil the water <laughs> in the microwave? Well, I've never done that before, but I would assume probably a minute. I think that's right. Like, because if you make hot chocolate, right? Maybe you don't have a kettle. Yeah. You just want to stick your coffee mug in there. I like to do that uh, when I make hot chocolate because I make it with milk. Ooh. So I just pour my mug. That's a selling point for you right there. Mug with, of milk. Stick in the microwave for 45 seconds, depending on strength, up to a minute maybe. And you just put your, put your carnations powder in there. That should be your pickup line. Would you like to come over some hot chocolate? <laughs> I use milk. Milk straight out of the tank. <laughs> Fresh out that the teat, as yeah. I like to say. I saw your post yesterday. You took a like a little ladle of milk and put it in a bottle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I loved drinking milk straight out of the tank. It's it's really cold. It's only like two degrees Celsius. You think about like your milk in your fridge, it's probably more like seven or eight, I think. Don't quote me on that. But two degrees, that's cold. Um, it's very chilled. And it's so thick, rich, creamy. Have you ever had raw milk? Yeah, that's... Is that what it is? That's what... Like, this is from the cow. Is it actually illegal? Illegal to drink? Yeah. Well, it's illegal to sell. I watched in, on in Schitt's Al- Creek, so. In Alberta, because... And, and Canada as a whole, because it's um, a quota system here, right? So you're, you sell your milk to the government, and that's it. So you're allowed to drink it yourself, but you can't sell milk to other people. Like, out of your You should bring tank. some in next time you come in from the uh, Delburn Farms. Uh, it'll be it'll be tougher because we're not uh, we're not milking on the daily anymore. But I can probably scrape something up. I want to give it a go. Ever since that episode of Shit's Creek, I've thought, man, that probably looks good. The forbidden milk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk some fantasy hockey with Brock Sagan of Daily Faceoff Fantasy, as well as the DFO Fantasy Podcast. It is Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie and Douglas, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 11.22, it is Valentine's Day, hence the romantic music from Brandon. I don't think you can go to a wedding anymore and not hear Bruno Mars. 
Just kind of one of those things that's always going to happen. It's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Hallie and Douglas with you today, talking all things fantasy sports for the next yeah, 37, 35 minutes, give or take, before we hand things over to Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger on the lowdown with Low Tide. Right now, we'll get to our Fantasy Wizard, brought to you by Ewell. Ewell gives you more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to elevate your projects? Contact Ewell to discuss how they can partner with you for success. E-W-E-L dot C-A. Right now, we bring in Brock Sagan, Managing Fantasy Editor at Daily Faceoff Fantasy and host the DFO Fantasy Podcast. Brock, good afternoon. How are you doing today? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks a lot for doing this today. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we'll start off in our local market here. The Edmonton Oilers last night kind of exploding for eight points. Uh, Connor McDavid, the usual suspect, six helpers on the season. Uh, I've got to ask you this. Uh, when you look at him on the season, uh, how many points do you think he's going to end up finishing with? Because, I mean, he's a ways back of the league lead. But, I mean, if we've learned anything, it's kind of foolish to doubt what Connor McDavid can do with his skill set. Yeah, I mean, Connor McDavid, night in and night out, proves that he's the best player in the league. Six assists last night, nothing short of spectacular. I know coming into the season, I had him pegged in for around 130, um, and he's just been an absolute heater for uh, the last two months, maybe longer. And uh, I don't think it's crazy to think that he can still get close uh, to 120 points if he can continue to play the way he has. And with Zach Hyman and Ryan Newton Hopkins, we know that that line has been one of the best lines in the entire NHL uh, for the better part of the last few months. And I don't expect they're going to be slowing down anytime soon. How about when you look at that second line, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, Evander Kane, and Corey Perry? We've certainly seen some ups and downs for Evander Kane, but when he's on, uh, he, he looks quite good. And Corey Perry jumping up onto that line. It's been fun to watch from maybe a hockey perspective, but from a fantasy perspective, do you think it can work long term? I've always been a little bit suspect of the Oilers' second line. The Dreisaitl line hasn't always had as much 5v5 success, but they seem to be finding something here. Um, I would much rather see Warren Fogle up there. I think he certainly helps that line at 5v5. Their numbers are certainly better uh, with him than Corey Perry, but I understand why they might want to get some help with Ryan McLeod on the, on the third line. But uh, Evander Kane certainly had some big performances. I think that you know, from a fantasy perspective, you'd certainly hope for a little bit more consistency on a night-to-night basis, but so long as he's playing with Dreisaitl, he should see um, you know, plenty of scoring chances. They should get the cushier of the two matchups as well. And then, you know, obviously the fact that he's not on that top power play unit is always going to kind of hold him back a little bit. But I do think that he's somebody that could have a nice second half of the fantasy hockey season here. Brock Sagan joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. Any questions, get them into one 401 1440 Looking back on the back end there, Evan Bouchard, nice performance. Uh, what have you thought about Evan Bouchard's play this year on the back end? And uh, we'll, we'll keep it strictly to the fantasy side of things. Yeah, coming into the season, Evan Bouchard was literally my favorite defenseman to draft. I thought he was going far too late for a guy that we all expected to take huge steps. And and really, you know, we we saw what he was able to do after the Tyson Berry trade last year on that top power play. And he was my favorite defenseman to draft in the preseason. And he has exceeded expectations. So I know over at dailyfaceoff.com, we had him ranked higher than pretty much any other resource out there, and he's making me look pretty smart, so I'm thankful for Evan Bouchard. I think he's going to continue to roll here in the second half. Brock, bit of a light night tonight in the NHL, just three games on the schedule. You've got the Panthers, Penguins, Jets, Sharks, and the Wild uh, down at the uh, cozy confines of Mullet Arena in Arizona. Uh, If you're uh, looking at some daily fantasy, who do you think are some smart plays tonight? 
Well, it's interesting because obviously I think a lot of people are going to flock to the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Um, But interestingly enough, they've only scored three goals in two games against the Sharks so far this year. But with no Tomas Hurdle, Logan Couture back out with an injury, the Sharks are super short-handed. And I do think that the Jets make a lot of sense tonight. But for me, if you take a look at my uh, DFS data over at Daily Faceoff, I've actually got the Winnipeg Jets second line with the best overall matchup tonight. And they're coming in with about half the ownership of the Winnipeg top line. So I think the Winnipeg second line with uh, um, Sean Monaghan, Cole Perfetti, Gabe Velarde make a lot of sense. I think that Sean Monaghan might get his first point as a Jet tonight. Gabe Velarde's been on a bit of a cold spell. I think that he could bounce back. And they're pretty affordable across the DFS circles tonight. So I really like Winnipeg, too, this evening as kind of a sneakier play compared to the, uh, the top line in Winnipeg. Brock Sagan from Daily Faceoff and Daily Faceoff Fantasy, our guest here on Fantasy Frenzy with Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas. Um, back to last night's uh, slew of games, like I said, with a lighter schedule tonight. Uh, Elias Lindholm gets back on the board for the Canucks. He'd been uh, scoreless in three straight after his great debut. He's still playing up on the top unit with, uh, with of course, Vancouver's you know high-powered offense. From a season-long fantasy perspective and maybe from a day-to-day as we roll through the final couple months, what, what do you realistically look at as, uh, as the upside for Elias Lindholm uh, with his new Vancouver team? I talked about him recently before the trade that I did think that he was a decent buy-low candidate. Um, you know, w- with these trade deadline acquisitions, from a fantasy perspective, it's not always going to be a better situation. But I do think uh, Lindholm did land in a nice spot. You know, he's seen some time with Pedersen. He's seen some time with Miller and Besser. He's obviously on that top power play unit. He's a guy that does a lot of his work in, in, in high danger areas. And playing with a guy like Pedersen, playing on a, on a power play unit that's got Quinn Hughes, you know, I do think that he's going to have plenty of chances there. Uh, in Vancouver. So I really like Lindholm's uh, ability to bounce back here after a really tough first half, but I think you got to limit expectations. I, you know, the Canucks have obviously been unbelievable this year, but their 5v5 numbers are still pretty sketchy, and Lindholm so far hasn't done a whole lot to improve that, so I don't think that I'm going all in on him, but if you can buy low on him still, I think I'd be interested. Brock, on the topic of buy low, we are under a month away from the trade deadline now. And I mean, it's always going to be up to the case of, you know, we don't know for sure what players are going to be in new homes. But are there any names out there that you think are other possible buy low candidates that could have the chance, whether it be because they find themselves in a new spot or maybe somebody ahead of them on their depth chart gets traded out of town on a selling team that might get afforded more opportunities that uh, in a season long type thing you think guys could go after right now while uh, the price is still low? I think a couple players out of Anaheim, you've seen Adam Henrique's name float around. You've seen Frank Petrano's name float around. You know, the Ducks obviously not a super high-scoring team. I think either one of those guys, if they land in the right situation, could end up having a huge fantasy boost. Vetrano's a bit of a, a touchy subject because he's in a nice situation already. He's already playing in a lot of minutes, and depending on where he goes, he might not be afforded those minutes. But I think he's somebody worth taking um, a gamble on you know Henrik as well he's basically available on free agency and I think like 70% maybe more of league so I do think that you know picking him up taking a flyer if he gets traded I think both those guys could end up in better situations on higher powered offenses and have uh, you know nice returns here in uh, in the you know closing run of the fantasy offseason. season Brock Sagan our guest here from Daily Faceoff uh, Brock Alex Ovechkin, he scores only you know nine goals through the, through the first half of the season. Basically, now he's rattled off uh, six straight um, in six consecutive games. 
is this a guy kind of getting back to what we expect for the Morrisville? Is this just a guy who, you know, even with all of his prolific goal scoring, has been a streaky guy the entire course of his career? Um, down the stretch, the Capitals probably aren't going to be making any additions to their team. So what do we think about Ovechkin's upside into the second half? Yeah, it's been great to see him get back on the score sheet here in these last six games. If you look at the goals, a couple of them have been of the fluky variety, so I'm not necessarily ready to buy in that he's fully back. But he's still a guy that's averaging three and a half shots per game, which is exactly what you want to see out of Alexander Ovechkin. You know, it's a little bit lower than what we saw a season ago, but he's still just shooting 8.2%. He's never really been around that mark in his career. He's a 12.8 career shooter. So he's been definitely unfortunate. And I do think that things have turned. I do, you know, obviously this isn't the best time to buy low on him. I was preaching it for, you know, uh, the last few months. Just let's get in on him. It, it, you know, his, his, his stock at the moment is much lower than it was on draft day. So I don't know if right now is the best time after scoring six straight goals to buy low on him. But I do think he's back in some regard. And I don't think he's going to continue to shoot 8%. He's, you know, been 12, 14, 15% throughout his career. Brock Sagan joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Last one for me for you, Brock. Back to tonight's uh, light slate of games. You touched on a couple players that uh, jump out to you. Of course, always the the more precarious guesses. Uh, which goalie are you going to slide into your daily fantasy lineup uh, on a night like this? Uh, price is a pretty big range, uh, 8500 up at the top for Connor Hellebuck, who of course jumps to peace of mind. But if you're looking for maybe a cheaper option, is there another starting goalie tonight that you think could uh, could have themselves a good game? Yeah, obviously Hellebuck seems like a great option. I, I think the Sharks are probably going to struggle pretty mightily without Hurdle and Couture, as I mentioned previously. They actually have an implied total of 1.9 goals, which I think is the lowest I've ever seen. So Hellebuck definitely makes a lot of sense tonight at 8,500, but probably not going to see the, the necessary shot volume to be an elite, elite play. I think somebody like Connor Ingram is interesting. He was recently confirmed he's going to start at home against the Wild. The Wild offense is relatively inconsistent. They're not the greatest road team. And then you've got the Coyotes. You know, they're always a better offense option on home ice for whatever reason in front of 5,000 fans they just seem to play better they looked pretty good in Philadelphia the other night so Ingram been on a bit of a slide lately his price at 7,300 is super super affordable only a couple hundred dollars more than uh, Capo Kakman and seems to be a much better option so if you are spending up on forward and defense we need to save a little bit of salary uh, between the pipes I do think Connor Ingram makes a lot of sense he's been great at periods of time this year and hopefully he can bounce back against the wild tonight. Brock, just one more for me here. Uh, down the stretcher, any players you're looking to avoid, whether it might be for uh, circumstances around them, guys who you know maybe you think have outplayed their ability so far, just guys to watch out for down the stretch? A couple teams uh, that I would outline are the Boston Bruins and the Dallas Stars. Just looking ahead to the fantasy hockey playoffs, um, my strength of schedule has the Bruins with the worst fantasy hockey uh, fantasy hockey playoff schedule, and the Dallas Stars have the third worst fantasy hockey playoff schedule. So those are two teams. If you can sell high on any of their assets and and try to avoid what they've got coming to them in the fantasy hockey playoffs, I think Brad Marchand's the, uh, the one name that just jumps out to me that I'd be trying to sell high on right now. He's had a really good season. All the metrics suggest that he is due for some regression, and then the, you add in the fantasy hockey schedule. Um, I, I think that selling high on Brad Marchand makes a ton of sense. And then even you know if you look at the Dallas Stars, Rupe Hintz, Tyler Segan, Matthew Shane, those are three names that stick out to me. That I would you know I'm not just going to trade them to trade them because their fantasy hockey playoff schedule is bad. But if you can get a nice return on what they've done so far, then those would be guys that I would be looking to move before the fantasy hockey trade deadline. Awesome stuff, Brock. Really appreciate you coming on the show today. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. There you go. That is Brock Sagan, a managing fantasy editor with Daily Faceoff Fantasy and host of the Daily Faceoff Fantasy podcast. Give him a follow on Twitter and or X at Brock underscore Sagan. 
Oh, we should have asked about Cody Cece. Is he just heating up at the right time? <laughs> should have asked him if he had any dating advice. <laughs> I didn't want to put him on the spot. Maybe Brock's a real lady killer out there. I believe, I believe, just creeping his Twitter, I think he and his wife had a child. Good for them. So he congrats, would have some good advice. Congrats to Brock. Oh, man, he would have tons of advice. Uh, Trailer Park Ryan has this to say. From my experience in the dating world, women love a guy who is confident and funny. When having a conversation, keep them talking about themselves and their interests, and you should be golden. Trailer Park Ryan, I agree wholeheartedly, especially the part about keeping them talking about themselves. The less you talk about yourself, probably the better in my experience because my interests, what I like, I'll be honest, I don't expect many uh, many women out there to probably care or have a line. I'm sure there's like, they're, if they're sports fans, that's a big great. If they have a background or uh, an interest in agriculture, all the better. But um, I'd rather, and the less I talk, the less likely I am to say something stupid or wrong and to immediately put a kibosh on any potential future romantic endeavors. So I uh, I like that one from uh, from Trailer Park Ryan. It's like 40-year-old virgin. Like you're just getting <laughs> yeah, advice from people. Do you? Do you like to do it yourself? Yeah. <laughs> That's an all-time scene. One of my favorites. <laughs> There's some lines from that from that part that I like using that technique that we can't say on air. Yeah. But a very funny movie. Very funny movie. That might be a good one to watch tonight for those of you <laughs> who don't have anything else to do. Um yeah, we're gonna keep the keep the dating advice coming into Brandon. Even if you have a good pickup line, what was the the chance one? Oh, that yeah. was a very funny one. This was from uh, from Birdie. He said uh, pickup line. You said, "Hey, my name is Chance. Do I have one?" <laughs> and I think that's brilliant. Uh, unfortunately, I think it does rely on your name actually being Chance, or else I'd have to. Well, I mean, if she says yes, you can laugh and say, "Well, my name is really Brandon." But if she says no, it's a clean break. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, I don't think it doesn't. It, do, it, it doesn't really matter what your your pickup line is. If they immediately uh, turn you away, like you got to sulk back to your table regardless. All you, the only thing you can hope for then is that your table is not in the eye line of wherever they were sitting, because then it's like you have to leave the bar. Just get out of there. I have nothing against rejection. Like when I, when I was uh, bar starting up during my university days, like you out and ask girls to dance and all that stuff, like. Guess what? You're going to get told no a lot, but you only need one to say yes, and then you, you go out, spin them around, dip them nice and low. Chicks love that. The old Tim Tebow. <laughs> just one team has to like you. <laughs> and I just need a John Elway out there. That's it. That's all you need. It could still be a first-round pick. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll let you know what's coming up on the Lowdown with Low Tide, also the Jason Greger Show. Uh, if you've got any more pickup lines or dating advice for Brando, please send those in, one 401 uh, 1440. Of course, we just heard from a Brock Sagan of Daily Faceoff. That was brought to you by Ewell. Check them out online at ewel.ca. We'll take a break. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 11.40, it's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 14.40, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. If you uh, did forget, today is Feb 14, Valentine's Day. You want to do something romantic? You're in a panic. Oh, no. The store is out of flowers. Chocolate supply. It's none of the good stuff. None of the stuff your significant other likes. It's all cherry blossoms. Oh, the worst. Head over to Wilhawk because they have a lot of stock. They've got a lot of variety. They have a lot of great items. And to be honest, beef jerky tastes better than flowers. So 
make sure you go grab uh, that significant other in your life a nice pack of Wilhawk beef jerky and then thank us later uh, just wanted to let you know Brandon on this fantasy f- frenzy program here on Sports 1440 uh, Brock texted me he said by the way I wouldn't have had any dating advice I've been with my wife for nine years so I have no idea what it's like dating in 2024 so I feel like that's a lot of us. Just just go out there, give it your best shot, but we'll we'll keep taking that advice to one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty if you've got anything for young Bido. Sometimes I think I should have took the route of uh, a lot of my small town peers. Like a high school sweetheart? You get a girlfriend in high school, you be good to her, she be good to you, and you just put down some roots. <laughs> And you, you just stick around, and then you don't have to ever worry about it again. You're basically locked and loaded from the time you're 17 years old. That sounded like a country song. <laughs> probably is. That'd be good to you. It'd be good to I me. I think that is probably, actually, if I think about it <laughs> a little deeper. <laughs> this is good, though. Yeah, I mean, there are, I, I have a few friends who had gotten married at very young ages and continue to be married to this day. Oh, ton, tons of my friends. They've got a whole pen full of kids now, a whole herd of them. Makes it a little tough to, to get them, you know, sneak away for a round of golf and uh, or a night out on the town when I am back in the vicinity. But that's okay. They're they're probably doing just fine in their own minds and in my mind too. It's great to see their kids growing up. This one from uh, Anthony, the washed up goalie. Lines don't work. Women dig it when you have the stones to be direct and just ask them for their number or to go on a date. I used to sit back and wait for them to come to me. Still waiting. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Some women, not all women. There is I mean, a point you know. in life where you like, and for me, it was probably like my fourth year of university where like I had a little bit of social status in the large, like not my immediate group of friends, but the larger group, like the agriculture club, um, some of the sororities on campus and stuff where you, it is almost easier because you are a bit of a bigger, bigger personality, I guess, where it was kind of let them come to you, but that doesn't last forever. And in fact, for me, it, it lasted a very short period of time, but you just got to take advantage of it while it's there. And I guess I didn't do a good enough job of that. <laughs> well, you know what? You still got plenty of time. You're still young. Uh, the day is still young. It's not even noon. You get out there. Maybe we'll do our mall walk and you'll find someone waiting in line at, well, I don't know. Wilhawk. Wilhawk beef jerky. As, uh, as Connor, because we were talking about uh, some dream girls before we got on air. And I, I've been mentioning this, that since I had never heard of Tate McRae before, before she was at the Calgary Flames game in December, like she's everywhere on my algorithm and stuff now because we've talked about her so much on between the <laughs> All-Star game and everything else. Like now I'm just like, I think she's beautiful, obviously very talented singer and dancer. So, but according to Connor Halley, I can go and find any Tate McRae just walking around the mall. He thinks all women under the age of 25 no. look the exact same. That is not what I said. There is no way for me to get out of what you just threw me under the bus here. I just think there's a lot of Tate McCrae's out there. You can find yours. I don't think you're going to steal her from, is it Cole Stillinger? Well, yeah, they're done. Oh, they're done? Oh. Yeah, I think that Oh, end, she's with someone else I now. think that ended pretty, ended pretty unceremoniously. Well, all I'm saying is you can find your own Tate McCrae right here in West Edmonton Mall. How about this one from Brent? I respect women so much that I completely stay away from them. <laughs> That's uh, Steve Carell and four-year-old virgin, is yeah, it not? Yeah. Correct. <laughs> uh, today on the Lowdown with Low Tide, they will do their NHL rumors at 1220. At 1240, Chris O'Leary will be by to talk a little CFL for agency. He, of course, with CFL.ca. Bruce McCurdy at 1 o'clock. Bruce, there it is. 
I don't I don't know if they've stolen that as a potential title for the segment, but they could. And then at 140, it's Duncan with Declan as they will talk about some hoops. Ironically, De- Declan cannot dunk. De- Declan is the height of I'd myself. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see him try. On like a nine-foot hoop, I'm sure he could, but not not regulation. But it doesn't sound as good like layups with Declan. So Duncan with Declan sounds better. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to no, it. No, it doesn't. Layups with low tide might actually work okay, but that's what's coming up today on the, the lowdown. That'll get going at noon. And then at 2 o'clock, it's the Jason Gregory Show. We'll be joined by Dave McCarthy of Series XM, Tyler Uremchuk from Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff. At 3 o'clock, it's another edition of Who Is It? At 4.20, I think we're going to go... Uh, well, we've got to confirm this one because I, I did see that uh, you guys earlier today on the Kevin Carius show had the newest member of the Green and Gold on the program, Javon Leak. We had him scheduled too. But we don't like to double up, so I might, oh. have to, I might have to reach out to Hernan and see if we can uh, swap that for uh, someone else. We'll hear from Paul Sir of the Basketball Show and Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. So lots to get to here on the station. How, how was Javon? Oh, he's, he's great. He sounded uh, he's back home in, in Carolina um, for the offseason, you know, training, working hard, uh, spending some time with his daughter. And he, by all accounts, sounds very excited to get here to Edmonton and kind of take advantage of a new opportunity. Some familiar faces from his time in Toronto already with the green and gold too. So it'll be a an easier transition, I think, for him. But uh, he sounded excited, and I'm, I can't wait to see what he can do. It's been a pretty tough scene in terms of uh, the Elks special teams the past couple of years. So, uh, I mean, hey... This guy's the reigning most outstanding special teams player in the entire league. Uh, it should be an immediate boost and and something that you know gives fans excitement to to watch when they go down to Commonwealth. Yeah, the Elks uh, special teams. And I don't even put it on the returner. I just don't think the blocking's been that good. And then also when they're punting the ball, uh, <laughs> it almost seemed like for a while there that it was more of an emphasis on a distance rather than hang time and coverage. Just uh, didn't work out very well for them. So hopefully Javon can be the answer, especially on the return game. Four returns last year, uh, first in the league in punt returns. You got to be a different breed to to willingly go back there and return oh, punts in the God. CFL with no fair catch. Ter- terrifying. No <laughs> yards though, so that's good. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but but still, people don't always abide by those chan- rules. The chances of getting absolutely murked. <laughs> is high they linger you gotta be brave absolutely absolutely can't wait for football season to get going here uh it's been what three days without nfl football i'm already itching for some some cfl to get going here i say same i i can't wait uh uh quickly uh, pivoting away from that one connor this uh, texting came from tyler a little earlier in the show i know uh you're having your your technical issues over there with your laptop so <laughs> still no luck there but uh, as what i wanted to get to because it talking back about the oilers and of course their their big win last night uh fellas with bouchard being being slash needing to be stapled beside Ekholm, who is the d-man out there that they could slide broberg beside thought that was broberg to Ekholm, but that's not going to work because bouchard needs him to play better together obviously this is probably a more down the road idea um because i think Bro- phil broberg right now is pretty solidly the number seventh defenseman on the oilers depth chart and probably won't be playing many if any nhl games the home stretch of the season it would take an injury or a change in the lineup to um, to make that happen but like is there is there another veteran guy out there connor that you think could be a fit to, to bring Broberg in beside in the future and, and kind of play that same role? Because we've seen the the market improvement uh, of uh, Evan Bouchard since being paired up with Matias Ekholm. Yeah, I mean, it, it does make sense, right? When you have a guy who 
geared toward playing the offensive side of the game a little bit more. Uh, the reason that makes them great, right? Like you always hear people saying, well, why can't they improve better defensively? That's that's just not kind of how they how they play their game. Bouchard is going to always be an elite offensive guy, and there will be instances where there's lapses on the defensive game uh, because to jump up in the play, I guess you have to sacrifice something. I don't know. I mean, ideally, yeah, there's someone out there that they can go and acquire, but when's Broberg making that leap? Is it going to be this year? Are they going to go out there and grab someone right now? I don't know. Do any names pop out to you? Well, I was just trying to because I don't even know when Broberg's going to be a full time. I was going to try and quickly pull <laughs> up um, the the free agent list uh, upcoming this summer, and it's not in a super inspiring list of defensemen. Um, like if you look at using points, this season is kind of the the marker, I guess. Although that might not even be that good because once again, maybe you want somebody a little bit more defensive minded, but um, like. A name like Tyler Myers is out there. He's obviously on the older side right now. But, like, he, he's been, you know, big body, can still skate pretty well, doesn't really have the offensive upside, but can play, you know, when you're that big, it makes playing defense a little bit easier. There, there's nothing that jumps out at me as a name because when you when teams have players like that, they don't usually want to let them go. No. Um, right. And, I mean, like, obviously the Oilers got Ekholm last year, but that was, I think, pretty rare, and you had to pay a pretty – a pretty penny to get him, right? Tyson Berry, Reed Schaefer, first round pick. That's a that's a pretty good haul, and and Ken Holland likes to acquire players with term, which Ekholm obviously had. So there, there's nothing that jumps out to me. That might be worth doing a little bit of a deeper dive on. We can circle back to, um, but it's almost I don't know if that's a super pressing issue for the Oilers right now because oh. Phil Broberg isn't in the NHL. We're not worried about finding him a partner. I think the bigger issue is. Do we want to upgrade the top four overall? And that's kind of what I was just going to say. Like, well, when's Philip Rober going to be on this team? Are you going to go out there and acquire someone at the trade deadline for that purpose? Probably not. Be like, yeah, let's get a guy and hope that he can play with Broberg next year. Yeah. I, I can almost guarantee you that that is not in the thought process of, of the Oilers trade deadline plans. If it's like, okay, we want him for this year because I believe the, the talk about Ken Holland has been, you know, he doesn't want to acquire a rental. He wants to acquire someone with term then that could be a benefit for him. Oh, well, next year, you know, when Philip Roberg, hopefully, hopefully is a full-time oiler, he's yeah, got if, a guy who can stabilize his game a little bit. If they have interest in a player that makes sense right now for all the reasons, and all of a sudden if the asking price is a little on the higher side and they can maybe look at it and say, well, this could be a guy that plays with Broberg next year, and all of a sudden that makes them a little more willing to pay that slightly higher price, maybe, maybe. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. Um, I, I just, I just don't think that's really very high on the priority list right now because we're still kind of figuring out who Phil Broberg is as a player and what type of player he is at the NHL level specifically. He's playing very well in the AHL. So, yeah. so is Jack Campbell. So, uh, but I don't think we'll see either in an Oilers sweater probably the rest of this year unless there's a, a substantial injury. One thing we do know that is for certain: Saturday, February twenty fourth. The Sports 1440 crew is going to head out to the Century Sports Bar and Lounge at Century Casino on Fort Road. Uh, It'll be the Oilers taking on the Flames, Battle of Alberta. Eight o'clock puck drop, Brandon. You're going to be there, right? Yeah, Kevin Kevin and I are going to roll down. They're giving away tickets to that night's game. Yeah, you got to be there from five to seven to to win those. So you get entered for that one. And Kevin and I are going to be there a little bit early, so we get to, you know, see them off. I think they're covering the tab for for, for you as well. Yes, they are. So you you come out, you get a bite to eat, have some drinks, 
boom, your tab's covered, you win the tickets, you roll downtown, go check out the game, and then we're going to kind of reset the ballot box and, and do some more another draw throughout. Uh, Kevin and I are going to hang around and watch the game with everybody. I'm looking forward to it. I was at the last one for the uh, Oilers home opener back in the fall. And hey, the intermission, let me go take a little spin around the Nino, find an open seat at a table, find a dinger with some uh, nice shiny bright lights. Lots of things to do, uh, even when the game's not on. But it's it's such a beautiful facility. I, I can't recommend it enough to come and join us um, for that uh, pregame. And then even if you don't win the tickets, hang around and watch the game with us. Uh, I'm sure Kevin might be a, willing to maybe buy you a drink or two as well. I'm great. Gonna, I'll speak for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, he, he better. Uh, great food and drinks down there. Uh, I, I might swing by if they'll have me, if my ban's been lifted. We'll have you. You know, I'm tr- a troublemaker out there. Counting cards uh, at the poker table or what? I'm like Zach Galifianakis in Hangover. Another guy who had no problem with the ladies. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. The food there is fantastic as well. So, yeah, I think uh, I think the wife and I will have to swing by, make an appearance. We like to throw 20 bucks into the old slot machine, see how it goes. Uh, should be a lot of fun, though. And like you said, if you are there between 5 and 7, you have a chance to win tickets to the game. So hopefully we'll see you all down at the Century Sports Bar Lounge at Century Casino on Fort Road. That is Saturday, February 24th uh, for the Battle of Alberta. That's going to do it for us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Big thank you to Brock Sagan from Daily Faceoff for hopping on the show today. Thank you to you for tuning in and sending in your texts. Although I did not see but one. My computer is still broken, so I just have to assume that we got a lot coming in today, and they were awesome. There was a lot of good advice. I replied to a couple texts. I'll try and get to a few more here uh, once we're off the air. Just reply and say thanks for your thoughts. Some some funny ones, some genuine advice, so I appreciate all the texts. And who knows? I'll look to put them uh, into implementation in the near future. <laughs> Probably not tonight. I don't think I'm going chasing myself uh, down a girlfriend on uh, February 14th. Well. We'll look forward to seeing what your future holds. Let's get to a break before we hand things over to the Lowdown with Low Tide. Brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhockBeefJerky.com.